This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, welcome to the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Oh my goodness, another week, another challenge, but here we are. For me, this is a milestone episode. This is episode number 10 of this podcast. You know, I've been doing a lot of reviews and stuff, and I see that a lot of people don't necessarily reach the number 10. So I'm quite happy that I got to episode number 10. And with me today, I have once again a person that invited himself, but I invited him too. <laughs> you guys already know who he is. Omar, what's good, dog? You're here I had again. To come back. Had to come back, do it for the 10th episode episode Diaz wow. as we say in Espanol um yes sir. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I love the show and I'm glad to be here with my boy um you know and we're about to talk some sports again we're gonna have a good time yeah man so what, what we got on the menu today man let them know what's up uh we're gonna be talking uh the Sunday night football game from last night Patriots Packers. Yes, sir, Packers. We also sir. had oh my goodness, what a shootout we had yesterday, New Orleans versus the Rams. Uh yes, very sir. good game. My boys, New Orleans, as I said, going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> and then we're gonna get into some basketball. Uh we're gonna look at Luke Walton and the Lakers. His seat is getting a little warm. I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat. But it's getting a little mm-hmm. warm, uh, and then we're gonna yeah, talk. Yeah, I mean, some I have different Houston opinions. Yo, yes, you sir. think he's on yes, the hot sir. seat? Yeah, of course I think he's on the hot seat. Well, like I said, man, like you said, we'll talk about that when it, when we get there, man. But you know, before we start any type of discussion, Omar, you know, it's something quite random. Actually, I wanna I wanna say to the listeners, you know, I was scrolling through my Twitter timeline, and uh, I saw this is sports relevant, you know. If you guys didn't know, I like the game and uh, on the Xbox, by the way. And I've been playing Fortnite for a little bit. And the NFL had teamed with Fortnite to have some Fortnite themes and costumes. I know, Omar, you don't play games like that. But I know nope. people who do. That's that's kind of interesting because I will be spending $15 to get me a costume for the NFL to rep my Green Bay Packers. You know how it is. So that's something I'm uh, going to do. Yeah, I know how okay. you feel about that. anyway man before you know i want to thank everyone you know for listening for showing all the support and before we start guys i just want to remind you if you haven't subscribed yet you know subscribe on you know on itunes on uh on spotify on tune in whichever platform you listen on and with no further ado let's just get right into our first segment of what are you talking about huh what are you talking about man What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Alright, so in uh, this segment of uh, what are you talking about? This week, I want to talk about something with Omar that really, really grind my gears. <laughs> like they say on Family You know what grinds like, my gears? My gears. <laughs> you know how that is, man. It really bothered me. It really bothered me. As to what went on in New England between the Packers and, and, and Green Bay. You know, I have my own opinions about this game, especially with Mike McCarthy, the 
the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. But Omar, tell me, what do you think? What do you think? What's your assessment about the game? Well, you said it, you know, what went on in New England. And I think that's been the overarching team for uh, the Green Bay Packers this year. They cannot play well when they're on the road. Uh, they've lost every road game, four games on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've won the three yes, that they've played at home and they've tied one at home, uh, giving them a record of three, four and one. So they're not a good team on the road. As Aaron Rodgers said, they got to find a way to win on the road. They played well yesterday for three quarters. And then after the Aaron Jones uh, fumble, you know, everything kind of unraveled from there. Uh, Brady uh, marched the team down the field. We had Edelman chipping in uh, for a long uh, 17-yarder pass as well. Uh, And then, you know, New England scores is 24 to 17. And from there, they go on to win. So, Packers played well for about three quarters. They fumble uh, and everything unravels. They got to learn how to play on the road. Of course. I mean, of course they got to do that. You know, you know, my listeners know, they, they've been know this, man. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan as a fan, you know, aside from, you know, just trying to be neutral when we talk about these things on the podcast. I, I, look, I just mm-hmm. watched a game last night as a fan, you know. And um, I was supporting my team to the end. And the only reason why I had any type of hope is because, to me, in my opinion, we still have the best quarterback in football. And arguably ever, for that matter. But that's another discussion. We'll talk another day and another time. Load is staying there. Hey, man, let me tell you. Yeah, what I've come to realize over the years, side note, guys, it's not. It's really not all about championships. Because championships right. skews a lot of people's views of things. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Last week, we talked about, I talked about who the GOAT was, and I gave my opinion, obviously. But, you know, in this particular game, it really bothered me. One simple thing really bothered me is that people tend to negate the fact that coaching matters. Mm -hmm. And coaching absolutely matters. You can tell the Packers had, in my opinion, no business being on the same field with the New England Patriots in this game. Because Tom Brady wasn't having his best game. Aaron Rodgers, right. I mean, to his standards, wasn't having his best game either. But in the first three quarters, the Green Bay Packers, with all the injuries they had, with everything going on on the offense, they still managed to keep the game close. It was it was tied. They yeah. kicked the, yeah, it was tied. It, it was tied at 10 and a half time. Green Bay got the ball. You know, they didn't score in their first drive, but they were, you know, going back and forth with New England. New England got a touchdown. And then this is the point of the game that really bothered me. The defense finally played well. They got New England on a fourth and 21. And the special teams guy runs into the kicker and gives New England <laughs> the ball at midfield. What do you think is going to happen? Huh? Tell me. What do you think is well, going to happen? You give Tom happen, Brady the yeah. ball at, at midfield, you think they're not going to score? Of course. Uh, of course they're going to score. Yep. They, of course they're going to score. So, of course, you know, that happened. You know, everybody's kind of unraveling. But then, of course, like I said, we have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does. He drove them down the field at the end of the third quarter. They're at midfield now. He hands the ball off to Aaron Jones, and he fumbles. And the yep. game changed completely. At that point, it was tied yeah. at 17. Yeah. But was. my point is, the people who watch the game and the listeners who are listening, you, those of you, you know, it was a close game, but that completely changed the game. Why? Because there's attention to detail. Every game is a football game. Everyone fumbles. Everyone makes mistakes, throws interceptions. Those things happen. But it's what you do with those turnovers. And New England capitalized 
every time you turn the ball over. There's a reason why. There's a reason why people call me the stat man. Because I like to show you stats, prove my point. You know New England's record at home, Omar? You know what it is? All time with Tom Brady at quarterback? Talk to me. It's 112 and 18. Wow. Wow, yes, that's exactly. Wow. Yes. So in order for you to win in New England, what does that tell you? You have to be near perfect <laughs> to yeah. beat these guys. I, I will and say that you didn't happen. Those guys, you can't give those guys extra possessions. You can't. You cannot do that. And and to get to the core point as to what grinded my gears, Mike McCarthy does not know how to use his timeouts whatsoever. You can tell visibly on the field how frustrated Aaron Rodgers was. Because he's trying to make passes. The defense is blitzing him. They're trying to, obviously, he can't move too well yet, even though he didn't have the brace on his knee anymore. He still could have moved right. like we usually see Aaron Rodgers move. And Mike McCarthy's offense was not, his play calling was not helping Aaron Rodgers, was not helping the receivers. And at the end of the day, we saw what the result was. I don't think the score reflects what the game really was, but it just showed to me a bigger a bigger thing. Everybody was talking about, yes, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, you know, the, the best two quarterbacks in the league, blah, 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 blah. But that's not what I saw. I just saw the greatest coach of all time outplay another coach who had no idea what he was doing in the fourth quarter. Better coaching. Granted. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I tried to be neutral, and I have to give props to props is due. Tom Brady was 6-6. Six in the fourth quarter, 108 yards, a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, he was just two for seven for 15 yards. When do you really see that? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, yeah. two for seven for 15 yards? That's, that's, it's, you can't win. And in New England, you only score 17 points, you can't win. But at the end You're of the day, the win. better team won. The better team won. But like you said, the Packers are, uh, they're winless on the road. And in order for them to win, win and make the playoff, they have to literally go 7-1 and one the rest of the season. And I don't see that happening. Well, they're third in their division right now behind Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, they're 1-1-1 one, one, and one in the division, which isn't the worst thing. Um, will they make the playoffs? It's going to be tough. They're not out of it. <sighs> Man, that's a tough division. Chicago is playing well. Minnesota is playing well. Uh, the Packers have dug themselves a hole. They can get out they of have. it. Absolutely. They have, Aaron Ro they have Aaron Rodgers, so they can get out of it. It's going to be difficult. It, it is. It is. But we will see. We will see, man. And, and you know, again, as a fan, I have hope. I always have hope for the Packers just because we have Aaron Rodgers. But we'll see what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I want to segue into another, another game, man, that had everybody fascinated. The Rams... And the Saints, man, <laughs> that was a game. That was a game. I had the Rams winning just for the simple fact that they have Todd Gurley and Sean McVay. What was your yeah. take on that game? Uh, Breeze, Drew Breeze. That's all I got to say. 346 yards, four touchdowns, QBR of 97. I mean, these guys That's were ridiculous. up 35 to 14. <laughs> Uh, yes. at one point, you know, and then the Rams obviously rallied to score 21 points to tie it, uh, 21 unanswered points, but breeze, the breeze is blowing. What else can I say? Yeah, man, the breeze, this guy is yeah, great. Breeze is blowing He's legendary. Very <laughs> um, and as I said, 
New Orleans is going to the Super Bowl. I said it on the, the last time I was on the show. I don't mm -hmm. see anything that's going to change my opinion now. They're 7-1. and one. Uh, LA is still on top with 8-1. and one. They have a game uh, over the New Orleans Saints. But I think the Saints win their division. I think the Saints go to the NFC Championship and win. I think they go to the Super Bowl. I haven't seen anything that suggests otherwise. I don't know, man. I I I I respect that opinion, but I I I man, I just have a hard time looking at it. I, I look at it this way. Look, I think that the New Orleans have a chance just because of the way they're playing right now. But mm -hmm. one thing we've noticed over the years is remember remember two years ago when the Dallas Cowboys was just running through everyone in the regular season, and they had no field against Aaron Rodgers. Never have faith in the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Absolutely not. But you know, for the casual fans, for the casual listeners, you see, you see a team that goes what? What? What was the Dallas Cowboys record? I remember what twelve and four or something like that, or was it a thirteen yeah, and three? I can't 12. remember. Uh, I think yeah, they were thirteen and, and three actually. Yes, and they got the Green Bay Packers divisional game. Guess what happened? Aaron Rodgers just tore them up in at home. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to the New Orleans Saints because obviously the Rams are still, you know. The, to me, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC because they're more complete. They have a better defense. But yesterday, they faced a Hall of Fame quarterback and they were on the road and they got exposed. And some of that was to me because they faced Aaron Rodgers the week before and Aaron Rodgers tore them up. Aaron Rodgers tore them apart. So I still believe that the Rams with Todd Gurley and Sean, Sean McVay, I think they're going to have you know, their hands full with the upcoming schedule. Because remember, they still have to play the Kansas City Chiefs too. And uh, that's probably going to decide home field for both teams. So we'll see what happens. But I believe, I believe the Rams have a better balanced offense. Speaking of offense, man, Michael Thomas, man, he's ridiculous. 12 receptions, 211 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. And of course, shout out to that celebration, man, to Joe Horn. I know you saw that. When he pulled oh, out the, oh, yeah. the, the cell phone, not the, the goal cell post. Phone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that, that was, that's what that it's was about. amazing, man. That was amazing. But it, it was a it, it was a beautiful game to watch. You know, that's what the NFL wants to see. You know, we, we don't want these these 17 10 games, it's 20 17 games. We want these type of games. 45 35. Oh, yeah. High flyers. High flyers. Yeah, man. And and, um, and it was it was an amazing game to see. I, I I do want to say that I have a under the radar team. Nobody's talking about them. Mm. Nobody's talking about them, but the Carolina Panthers are putting together a sneaky good season. Killer Cam. I didn't even think about Killer them. Killer <laughs> is killing it. They're 6-2, yes, obviously. All eyes are on uh, Drew Brees and the Saints and what they're doing, but mm -hmm. they're still only one game behind the New Orleans Saints at six and two. Absolutely. I can, see, I can see the Panthers going to the NFC championship game. Yes, yes, yes. You, you, I mean, you, 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 you got something going there, man. Cause I, cause again, like you said, really, they are under the radar. Cause I didn't even think about it. And I try to watch every game every weekend. I just completely forgot about the Panthers and that's how yeah. sneaky good they have been this year, you know? And yep. it's amazing. Yeah. Because 
we focus on all the big teams and we check the records. You know, Rams eight and one, New Orleans seven and one. But Atlanta, you know, Julio Jones finally got his touchdown. Finally, you know, disclaimer, guys, I'm never drafting Julio Jones again in fantasy, like ever. That's, no. <laughs> that is not happening. And of course, the Chiefs won again. You know, they beat the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. You know, Miami well, and the Jets. You know that 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 game, it, nobody cared about them. To be honest, you know the 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 Vikings. No, they put up a great game as well. They put up a great game. They they beat the Lions twenty four to six. They had ten sacks, franchise record twenty four to nine. Sorry, you know Pittsburgh beat Baltimore. That's all. That that rivalry is one of the best in sports. Any sport, you know, and those games oh, yeah. are always close. So to yeah. me, you know, this this week Always in the NFL was was pretty amazing. It was pretty good. The Houston Texans, let's talk about them. Six and two, they won six in a row. Those guys, yeah. what are they doing? They fall under the radar as well. Nobody's talking about them because their division is awful. Yeah. But yeah, it is. they're on a roll. They're on a roll, and and, and man, Deshaun Watson, I, just watch out for him. Let's watch out yeah, for him. He's I a mean, completely I mean, different Texans, quarterback. Yeah, the Texans, I mean, after the horrendous start that they had, um, you know, they've strung together, I want to say, what is it, five straight wins now? They're five and three? Yeah. Um, so they're I think playing, six and two, I believe. They're playing six and three, sorry. Yeah, they're six and three. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing really good uh, football right now. And as you said, their division is awful. The Texans are running away with it. I expect them to win it. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, I don't see them making a lot of noise in the playoffs. Uh, I just don't think they're strong enough, uh, in, in the AFC when you have to come up against teams like Kansas city and new England and Pittsburgh. Uh, I think they're going to be the, the weakest of the division leaders and winners. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. but you know what? They had an awful start. They're six and three now. Um, they'll make the playoffs, but that'll be the end of them. Yes, absolutely, man. But it's 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 quite interesting that we're midway through the season and all these storylines are coming up. So it's always amazing, you know, and fascinating to talk about this. We, but you know, we're talking about a bunch of winning teams, and I want to segue into our next segment, which is the "I'm confused" segment. And we're we're gonna talk about something that again it bothers me. This week I'm just bothered. All right. That don't make any sense. So, Omar, I'm really confused, obviously, mm -hmm. because this is the segment, the I'm confused segment. And this is the confusing thing for me, this this episode, okay? What the heck is going on in the NBA right now? Obviously, the one thing that's not surprising is the Golden State Warriors is running through everybody. But what's really surprising to me is why are the Houston Rockets struggling? And why are the Lakers so bad on defense? What is going on? It just confuses me. I, I'm really confused and I need answers. I know the obvious is stated. The Lakers well, don't play defense. Let's just start with them. What What's going on with them? Well, that's, I mean, you said it. <clears throat> the Lakers don't play defense. They've given up 110 points. How many? At least How many? 110 points in every game. <laughs> At least 110 points they've given up in every game. That's all you need to know. We could end the conversation right there. 
they're 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 four and six. Um, you know, they're not playing any defense. And as we said earlier, I think Luke Walton's seat is getting a little warmer. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I know Magic said that, you know, he's not gonna fire him unless something drastic happens. So let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. The question is the scoring seventeen points in the first quarter against the Toronto Raptors without Kawhi Leonard. Is that drastic enough? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Listen, th- th- I'll tell you like this, man. And and all of you listeners, let me tell you something. There's a reason why they say defense win championships. Because it doesn't matter how much points you score. You can score five. But if you hold the team to four, you win. It doesn't matter. Yep. I'll, I'll give the Lakers this pass. I'll give them this one pass. They were on a back-to-back. They were coming back yep. from a road yep. trip. They played Portland. They won that game mm-hmm. in Portland, even though they should have won easily. It would still end up end up being a close game. It was a back-to-back. They came back yep. to L.A. They had to play the Raptors. Mind you now, when I saw the the scouting report before the game, they're like, oh, Kawhi Leonard is not going to play. I was saying to myself, well, this should be an easy game for LeBron James because he doesn't, he doesn't have Kawhi in his face all game. So this should be an easy game. Lakers should run away with this. I guess not. The Raptors ran away with the game in the first quarter. You saw the score at the end of the first quarter? You saw it? They almost scored 50 on 42 to 17. Exactly. 42 42 to 17. 17. And my only assessment after that first quarter was the Lakers have no effort. Again, I'm not giving the Lakers a pass just because they want a back-to-back. The reason why you can start slow is because you're on a back-to-back. You're tired. The Raptors had rest. They didn't play the game the day before. So they had rest. So I can understand if you go down in the first quarter. But by that big margin, I watched the entire game. The Lakers had no sort of effort. It it was like they just saw the Raptors on the schedule. They're like, oh, we're in a back-to-back. We could care less about this. Let's just give them the W and move on. That's the type of attitude they had. And again, as a fan, yeah. it bothers me. And Any NBA fan watching that game should be bothered. It's not just about scoring. It's about playing defense and with effort. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot to be said for playing on a back-to-back. Um, the effort wasn't there. I think it turned out to be a throwaway game, especially after the first quarter where when they were down by, you know, 20-plus points. I think they kind of mailed it in and was like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on the next game. Um, they got to improve their D. Uh, the roster isn't strong on defense. There is not a, uh, you have Rondo who can play some defense. Obviously, LeBron can play defense when he wants to. Uh, yeah, Lance Stevenson. When he wants to. Uh, yeah, you know, outside of that, they, they're not gonna, obviously, they're not gonna outscore people. So they gotta clamp down on D, but it's still early. Four and six, 10 games in. Uh, the season is far from lost, obviously, but they have to turn the defense they, around. They do, and that's why I think and that's s- why I think that this is the problem with with Luke Walton. You say he's not on the hot seat. You say it's kind of getting warm. Look, to me, it's already hot. Just because being a Laker fan for a long time, we know how it goes in this organization. It's all about win now, unless it's obviously, you know, a bad two three years like we had the past couple years. But I don't think. Right. I don't think Luke Walton is the coach for this particular team because this is something people tend to forget. LeBron James has always won in his career 
and and I mean winning as in the playoffs and championships. I don't think regular season really counts when it comes to LeBron James player caliber. They don't care about regular season. It's all about the playoffs and winning championships. LeBron has always won when he had great shooters around him and someone who he can rely on. There's nobody on the Lakers right now that I feel like in a seven-game series that you can say, hey, go get me 30 points when we need to. Yes, there's Kyle Kuzma that can get you 30, but it's a difference between getting you 30 one night and getting you 30 on consecutive nights in the playoffs. And that to me, yes, the season's early. I have a name. Who? I have a name on that team that can give you 30 points. Continue, and I'll give you that name after. Go ahead. I'll, I, again, the season's early, 10 games in, like you said, but I'm starting to put, hover my hand around that panic button, okay? And I think that, yes, I'll give Luke a couple more games, but when it comes to defense, I don't think a coach has to tell you on a professional level that you need to put effort and, and show some grit to stop the other team. It's obvious. If they score more than you, you lose. So why is it that the Lakers are not giving <laughs> any type of effort? You know, Luke doesn't have to tell yeah. them that. So I don't understand what what is going on. But for right now, I believe that Luke's seat is very much on fire. When you score 142 points and still lose. Yes. That's definitely not a good thing. I mean, we said it last episode uh, when I was on the show. But I have to reiterate it. If 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 you score 142 points and you get an L, the next day at practice, I would not be doing anything else but defensive drills. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we're doing a two a day. We're we're gonna play defensive drills. Yeah. Y'all can drink some water, go home to your wife, have some lunch, whatever. And we coming back again. This is what is gonna happen. It's it. This is a careful yep. to every time I hear uh, Skip Bayless speak. About Tom Brady. He has such a fascination for Tom Brady. He always brings up, well, uh, Tom Brady scored the most points in Super Bowl history. I'm like, skip, but they lost. So nobody cares. <laughs> he yep. scores. A, he had cares. 500 yards. Okay, whatever. They still lost the game. It doesn't matter. And this is what's going on with the Lakers. Everybody that hopped on the bandwagon is like, oh, the Lakers are scoring a bunch of points. They're great on transition. Yeah, but there are garbage on defense. And at the end of the day, in the NBA, as much as Golden State scores as well, when it matters most, they play defense. Because that's what's going to win you championships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that leads me to the Houston Rockets. And I don't understand why they're not winning. Well, I can tell you, I can, I can tell you exactly why. And you said it. They don't play defense. Because they trade away everyone who played defense. Of course. Look who Trevor Reese's in Phoenix. Yeah, Trevor Reese is in Phoenix. Ma Butte uh, is on another team. Their defense is gone. And then you bring in some guy who, who never played defense, in Carmelo Anthony. Exactly. And I know Carmelo is getting a lot of flack, uh, but these problems, these issues are not about Carmelo Anthony. Absolutely These not. issues are about the people who aren't there anymore. And that's Trevor Reza and Ma Butte. Exactly. And, and, and look, they and, don't have mm-hmm. they don't have anyone on the team who can give the intangibles, the grit, the D, and the and the shooting that came with it uh, from Trevor Reza. They don't have anyone on the team who does that stuff. Absolutely. And you know, Absolutely. they're not going to be successful. Without playing D. 
Of it's all about the D this year. Of course, of course. And, you know, I, 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 I take a different take on this. Yes, they're not playing defense, but I also, we also, I try to keep things in context. Like I usually do, you know, I, I try to remember that there are other pieces that come to this. Look, the reason why I'm just confused about the Rockets is because I believe they have enough talent that even though people are missing or people who are not there, they should be able to still transition well and play up to a certain standard. You, you have right now the, you know, two of the top, I would say 15 players in the NBA. James Harden, definitely top five player. Yes, he's been hurt for the past couple of games. You know, Chris Paul as well. He's been, he's been, you know, up and down. But at the same time, you know, these wins that the Rockets have gotten, they weren't all that convincing. Yes, everyone say, just look at the box score. They got the W, just take it and move on. But I see it differently. Certain Ws can be losses as well with the type of mindset that you have. You know, like you, like you said, Omar, Mike D'Antoni has never been on some defensive guru. He's, he's all about the offense and they could care less about defense, right? But it's going to be interesting to see, to me, if this trend continues. Because look who the Houston Rockets have next, okay? They play the Pacers twice, the Thunder, and the mm-hmm. Spurs. That's who they have next, okay? These are playoff teams they're going to play next. So it's not like they can take any day off this week. And they're playing at Indiana, at OKC, at San Antonio. So this is going to be a true and, test. And, and and might I add that OKC, since their 0-4 start, have been playing really good basketball. Uh, you knew that they are going to turn it around at some point, and they're beginning to do that. San Antonio, what can I say? They're always in the conversation. Pop always finds a way to, to get the best out of his players. I, he's just a brilliant coach. Absolutely. Man. Um, They're playing well. Oladipo is doing his thing in Indiana. Um, look, D'Antoni, he's not a defensive coach. Never been, never will be. Um, they have to play defense. They're not going to be as successful this year if they don't. And who knows? Maybe this is the year that Houston is, isn't as good as they were last year. Maybe they don't finish in the top three uh, in the West. It's still early. A lot can happen. Maybe they will uh, give up those four picks for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, but we, we'll, we'll, they got to get better on D. We we will see, man, because this is this is the theme. Matter of fact, we're over here speaking about defense, and this has just been the theme in the NBA this season. Like no team is playing any type of defense. <laughs> you know, the pace is the pace is oh, ridiculously yeah. high. You know, I'm not saying that teams are out here being defensive stoppers like we've seen back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, in the early 2000s. This is not what happened anymore. The NBA changed. But when 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 you watch teams over time, you can tell what their agendas are. And for the Lakers, you can tell they just want to get out and run, and they don't necessarily care about defending much. Yeah. You know, and for the Houston Rockets, yes, they had some injuries. They lost players. But to me, it's never an excuse not to give enough effort. So that's why I'm, I was just confused and, and trying to understand what is going on in the NBA? But, you know, to, to close out this segment, you know, I just want to go over this, the power rankings. The power rankings, ESPN put out this power ranking, right? Golden State Warriors, record 9-1. and one. They're mm-hmm. first in the power rankings. The Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. the second. They're 9-1 and one as well. Toronto Raptors. So everyone mm-hmm. that's saying that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to make a difference, mm-hmm. that's all I got to say. The Milwaukee Bucks, 8-1. 
Yeah, and, and and you know they're playing. Milwaukee's playing really good basketball. Uh, Toronto is looking like a different team this year. I will say the addition of Kawhi really helped them out. Um, you know what? Those boys are gonna they they have a strong case to win the East and actually and actually get past the first round. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This year. You know. uh, and and possibly make it to the NBA Finals. Wow. Yep. Yep, and, wow. and the teams that we thought, that at least I thought as well, I don't know about you, but I thought the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers were going to be the, the class of the Eastern Conference. But right now, again, it's only nine, ten games in the season. They're struggling as well. The Sixers only six and five, and the Celtics only six and three. In comparison to the Raptors who are nine and one, yeah. and the Bucks who are eight and one. So let's see if they can keep this up. Yeah. You know, we have the Nuggets who are eight yeah, and one. It's a, it's a long season. Very long season. Very long season. So we'll yeah. see what's going to happen. But as of right now, man, it's absolutely great to I, to see a lot of things. Tell me, man, what's going on? I have I have that one last comment. You asked me, uh, going back to the Lakers conversation of that name in the playoffs that can give you thirty points a night, maybe even twenty twenty five. Uh, and that's that name is Michael Beasley, the walking bucket. <laughs> I watched him last year on the New York Knicks. Played beautiful basketball. He can get a bucket in his sleep with his eyes closed. Hey man, somebody come get this you, guy. If the Lakers keep him, somebody come get this guy, <laughs> man. If the Lakers keep him. Uh huh. What, what are the Lakers gonna score. do, man? He can score. Can, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley is washed up. Like, he's done. I don't even know why he's on a roster. I get it. He was a walking machine. A walking scoring machine back in his prime, whenever his prime was. What was it? What are you talking about? He scored He scored 13, he scored 13 points a, a game last And who was he playing with? On the Knicks. Who was he playing with? Yeah, he was playing with the Knicks, but that's fine. He still, he shot 50%. Uh-huh. People, okay, people want to talk about, people want to talk about, oh, who did he play with? He was playing on the back. He shot 50%. It doesn't matter. Usually when you're on a bad team mm-hmm. and you just sh- jack up shots, you, you know, you score and your, your field goal percentage is what? 30s, high 30s. <laughs> this guy scored 50%, 13 points in just about 20 minutes of action last season. He's not washed up. I don't think the Lakers was the best opportunity for him. I actually thought he should have gone uh, to the... Oh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. They had interest in him. He chose the Lakers. I don't know why. Um, and so he can't get off the bench there. But I'm telling you, if they play him or if he goes to another team, you're going to see him begin to produce again like he did last year. All right. All right. You guys heard him. Omar said the Lakers need to play Michael Beasley. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Here's by the numbers. This is your stance of the day. Ah, now we're here for the stat of the day, Omar. And the number today, you know what the number is today, Omar and our listeners? 32 and a half. 32 and a half. Mm. That's how many points Stephen Curry is mm-hmm. averaging. Stephen Curry is averaging this season in the NBA. Is he gonna keep up that pace? Chef Curry. Yeah, man. He's the he's the chef, man. Him and his wife. Chef Curry. Yeah, his wife is chefing off the court and he's chefing <laughs> on the court. You know how that is. 32 and a half. There you go. Whipping it yeah, up. Yeah, man. And it made me think 
about the great Michael Jordan. Because I went, I wanted to see, right? I like, I like, you know, I like to go back in history and see how these numbers stack up. Yes, it's only one season, 32 and a half, that Steph is averaging. But I went to look back. Michael Jordan came into the NBA, 1984, all right? And let's, let's just keep it to MJ's prime. He played from 84 to 1998. And he, I remember, he retired two seasons, all right? I tried to see how many times Michael yep. Jordan averaged. <laughs> 32 and a half points or more for his career alright so MJ averaged I'm going to tell you this in order he averaged 37.1 35 32 and a half 33.6 32.6 30.4 29 29.6 28.7 his entire career Michael Jordan averaged 30.1 points a game for his career right and he averaged more than 32, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 times. 5 times. Mm. 5 times. Michael Jordan led the league in scoring 10 times in total. NBA record to this day. <laughs> so, guys, to put it in perspective. That's why he's the greatest. That's why he's the greatest. One of the reasons why he's the greatest. But guys, <laughs> to keep it in perspective, as to how great Stephen Curry is playing right now, just imagine. Michael Jordan did this five times. All right? Five times. That's crazy. And to me, that's that's the most amazing stat of the day to, to now, up to episode 10. Because I've done a lot of stat of the days, but that one to me was just amazing. Because when nowadays, the way the NBA is built, a lot of guys can score 30, but they're barely getting 30. Like last year, how many guys averaged 30? Two, maybe? James Harden? And that was it. And Russell Westbrook came close, but no one else. So just, just imagine the level that Steph is playing right now. Michael Jordan was doing this his entire career. That to me is just an amazing thing, man. Omar, I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I had Steph. Remember a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, you know, I had Steph as an honorable, an honorable mention MVP. for uh, my way too early Absolutely. MVP. Um, and by the looks of it, I should have picked him. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, he's he's uh, averaging six assists and five rebounds to go along with those thirty-two point five uh, points a game that he has, uh, and he's also shooting very well from behind the arc. So close to fifty percent, if not fifty percent, from behind the arc. Yep. So Steph is balling. That's all yeah, I can man, say. He's he cooking it really up. Really is cooking He's it up, man. And and that's it for today, guys. That was the start of the day. Keep it in context, Billy. Tell the whole story. I wanted to talk about a sport to me that nobody focuses on much, but it's quite important. And it's college basketball. And I have one question for you, Omar. What do you love so much about college basketball? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the competitive nature of the sport. I mean, on any given night, any team can win. You're always looking for the upset, especially when you get down to the tournament in March. March madness, baby. I can't Absolutely, wait. man. I know we are just in November, but that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. This context, this whole idea of when we, when we talk about certain topics. When people talk about college basketball... Is what you said. The first thing to think about is March, right? It's the March Madness because on any day, yep. any night, 
anybody can win. And that to me is what made college amazing. But what's more amazing to me is the beginning of the season. It's like all the prospects that come into mm-hmm. basketball and all these guys that come to play and, you know, the parents that had high hopes for their kids. Those are the type of storylines that we look forward in, in college basketball. And I know as of this recording, November 5th on Monday, you know, college basketball starts on November 6th. And it starts with one of the most amazing tournaments that we have, which is called the, the Champions Classic. And you know who's starting? That season for us, we have number 10, Michigan State, versus number one, Kansas, followed by North Carolina and Watford. Then we have UMBC. You remember UMBC, those dogs? Those kids ran through the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. You know, we had fun with them. They, they, were, they were quite <laughs> entertaining. Their social media, whoever runs their social media, is amazing, man. They kept you entertained. I never heard about them. I didn't even know they were a college. But, you know, they kept us entertained. And like you said, that that is what made... The tournament amazing that a team that was pretty much unranked, the number 16 seed, they smacked the number one team for the first time ever, you know? Yeah. And that's what make it what it is. My goodness. And then we, we, we follow that game up with Florida at Florida State, number 17, Florida State. Not just in basketball, but in any college sport. When Florida faced Florida State, you know how that is. You remember when... Miami oh, University oh, faced FSU back in the day when they had Michael Irving and those guys. Yep. <laughs> it was it was uh, one of the <laughs> best games, and basketball is no different. And then, of course, of course, we have the marquee game. We have number four, Duke, versus number two, Kentucky. Man, and the one, Kentucky, and the yep. one game, the one game and the one name that everybody's talking about, more particularly than the name, is Zion Williamson. Zion. Yeah. <laughs> I know Zion. you've seen his YouTube highlights. I know you've seen his YouTube highlights. Oh, yeah. That boy reminds me. That boy That boy ball. reminds me of young 17, 18-year-old Vince Carter. That boy got some hops. That boy got some hops. And in college, you know, we don't necessarily care about how the plays are run or how many buckets they make. Man, if you block somebody, you smack them on the board, or you dunk on somebody, that's all it's all about now for social media. And that's all people care about, man. Oh, yeah. And, and Omar, you know, the, it's, about it's the all flare. about the flair, man. And Omar, to me, it, it's it's going to be quite interesting this season because let me tell you something. A lot of listeners don't know this. Duke might be the first team, first team ever, like ever, to have three players in the top five in the NBA draft next season. <laughs> that's that's how mm-hmm. amazing the Duke talent talent is. But they're only ranked fourth. A lot of people might wonder why they rank for it. I mean, depending on what poll you look at, if you look at the AP Top 25 or the USA Today poll, Duke is ranked fourth or they rank third, depending on which poll you like or which one you follow. But if you have maybe three of the top five picks in any sport for that matter, you're expected to win a championship. Am I right? Don't you think that could be a fair consideration? That is correct. You know, that's like, to me, right? To me right yep, now, if you want to relate it to yourself, just imagine the New England Patriots have Tom Brady, they have Alvin Kamara or a Todd Gurley, and then they have um, Antonio Brown. But won't you pick them to win the Super Bowl? Every time. Absolutely. And that's, Every time. And that's what's going on with Duke right now, man. But the, but the crazy thing about that is in college, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. It's all about what we talked about earlier. If you show no effort, if you show no grit, if you play no defense in college, yep. especially if you play no defense, you're not going to win. 
And that's why most people are picking Kentucky to win the national championship. Of course, it's early. We didn't even play a game yet. We don't know if they're going to have injuries. We don't know how the kids are going to fare under this type of pressure. But that's the only picks right now. Kentucky might just win that national championship. And I don't know about you, Omar, but uh, March? I'll give you I'll give tell you my me. top four. Tell me your top four. I'll give you my top four. Uh, right now, before, before a whistle uh-huh. is blown, before a dunk is made, I'm going to go, not in any particular order, but I'm going to go Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and then watch out for my boys, yeah, man. Gonzaga. Yeah, you, you, you talked about it, man. Gonzaga. Gonzaga is always in the running most seasons, man. You remember the last time they were really, really, really good? Yep. I don't know if a lot of people remember this guy. I probably think you remember. You remember Adam Morrison? <laughs> you remember Adam Morrison? Oh, no, no. Well, don't. I... <laughs> I remember Adam Morrison. Yes, Man. I did. I I do. But 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 Gonzaga made it to don't forget, those guys made it to the championship two years ago. They did. Two seasons ago. Um that's right. And so, you know, they're always in they're always they're always right up there in the conversation. Um and I think this year is gonna be another year where they they could win it. I'll probably pick them mm-hmm. in my bracket. Because I do that every year, as uh, and so uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the yeah, Bulldogs. We'll see what happens, man. But uh, you know, I, I think it, it wouldn't be. It would be nice to see Duke and Gonzaga. I know that's a long shot. It's, it's all dependent on you know how they rank by the end of the tournament and when it comes to March. But it would be it would be nice to see Duke yeah. and Gonzaga. But I think a lot of people will want to see Duke and Kentucky or even Michigan State. Michigan State's not even ranked that high, or for even- that matter. Michigan State right now, let me see. Oh, they're ranked 10th right yeah. now. I mean, 10th in college, that's pretty high. But when it comes to the tournament, when you rank 10th, obviously you have to go through harder, the harder side of the bracket, of course, and you play harder teams. But you never know, man. That's what makes March amazing. It doesn't matter what rank you are. You just got to come play hard. There you go. Uh, famous writer once said, hard work beats talent if talent exactly. doesn't work hard. Exactly. So, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not working hard, if you're not out mm-hmm. there grinding, yeah, man. And effort, you know, and the one thing I think, know, you know, just to just to you know bring it all together, we talk about college basketball, and the one thing that really matters, not just in sports but also in life, is experience. And Kentucky, there's a reason why everybody's mostly picking Kentucky to win because from all their players that they had last year, most of them are coming back. And that experience is invaluable for the tournament mm. because they those players know what to expect. The coach knows what to expect. They're going to have that that uh, we've been here before attitude, you know? And so they're going to know how to perform under pressure. They're going to know how to get things going. And that to me is going to be intriguing during this entire season. And I can't wait for November 6th for this college basketball to start, man. And I hope that we get an amazing season like we've been having the past couple of years. Omar, another episode, man. I appreciate you so much, bro. You, you've been you've been a good friend. You've been available whenever I need you, dude. Episode number 10 in the books, milestone episode. I want to thank you listeners for uh, bearing along with us with our crazy talk again. 
Oh man, uh, once again, it's been great. Always good to just come and chat sports with the, uh, I see you as a brother to me. Um, and you know, we, we touched a lot of ground today and I'm just happy to be here uh, and to be able to be on the show with you again for episode number 10, as you say, milestone episode. Uh, and uh, if you want, you can check me out at The Born Writer on Instagram, at The Born Writer, some cool uh, writing and grammar tips for anybody who Absolutely, might be Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Guys, if you, <laughs> I already told you guys the last time Omar was on the show, right? But you need to follow that that uh, that account on Instagram, and especially you, you grammar police people. Don't you know, like the correct folks. That that would be that would be <laughs> that would be a good uh, account for you to follow. Oh, by the way, guys, before I let you go, Omar, I sent you one of the t-shirts that I promote every week. Yeah. T- tell these listeners about the t-shirt. Tell them about uh, that t-shirt. Ah, uh, you gotta get the fresh Stat Man podcast t-shirt. Uh, it's a really cool t-shirt. Uh, I got mine in a medium because you know I'm trying to flex <laughs> muscles. You'll yes, see sir. a picture soon. But if you haven't, if you haven't, make sure you grab your Statman yes, podcast t-shirt. One of the hottest, hottest pieces yes, of sir. parallel it, it, right it now. Absolutely is. Hey, I don't care what nobody said, but it is, man. That logo is so fresh. And if you want one, you can get one at store. You can, it is yes, fresh. Sir, it you is can get fresh. one at store.statmanpodcast.com. Anyway, guys, thank you again for being on this episode with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. But for right now, Omar and I, Statman, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.